You hear that guitar riff, we'll tune up the band quick Just straight off my laptop, I blow with the bandwidth How slick can this man get, but the call off a razor More diesel than Nash, I move past all these haters See they know who I am, but they don't know why I'm here this Faces is the hill, the mouth yeah, about the whole it. FM podcast Don DiBiase, Donnie Wrestling, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd And I lie, I cheat, I steal I'm here today with a special guest. It is your boy, Elroy, Elroy Prepson, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. Can I just add some nicknames for you? Because I've been thinking of a couple. Go ahead. So, so I'm really happy to be here with my boy, Adon Lord, baby. I, like, I love it. <laughs> and the modern day Maharadhan. <laughs> Good ones. Yeah, yeah. That's all I had though. Yeah. And, and this is the prep thick edge. Prep thick edge. Halo's <laughs> been pushing hard. I had to get him last episode. I had to send a couple shots at him. So I haven't heard any responses yet, so he either didn't listen or you know, he's scared. Oh no, I feel like there's something in the works coming soon. Okay. <clears throat> I'm ready. Whenever he is. You can put that European title up on the line too. <laughs> I'm ready for it. But anyway, special episode again. My boy Prep hit me up, say, yo, Dom, I'm trying to get on the show. I said, it's nothing. Let's do it. So we're going to get into a bunch of topics on this episode. Uh, as uh, Ron would do typically on a weekly show, and, and, and when he's on this show, he'll occasionally do it. He usually has Ronnie versus the world. We're going to start off this week with a Donnie versus the world. <clears throat> and I'm highly pissed and upset with the Mae Young Classic and the nonsense that has happened on episode, was it five or six? Five, I think. With Shayna Baszler going over on me and Yim. This is terrible. WWE, what are you doing? Listen, and I, I literally tweeted me and Yim herself. I said, hell no, this is trash. I don't like it. I don't understand. Like, I understand why this happened, but WWE, what I want you to understand is, is that this better pay off. You guys are going through hell and high water making Shayna Baszler beat Mia Yim in a damn tournament match, all because of this four horsemen crap, horsewomen crap. This better pay off. This better be very good, and it better be within the next eight months, nine months, whenever WrestleMania is. You got you got plenty of time, but if you're going to make things like this happen in a tournament, this crap better pay off because I'm hella pissed. Shayna Baszler beating Mia Yim, really, really I don't think so. So, WWE, I know you're going for this whole Forge Horse Women thing. It better pay off because I'm highly pissed about that. And that's the end of Donnie versus the world. Before I say bad words. Come on, Don. Like, I I don't know if you remember, but uh, wrestling is a work. <laughs> like, Somebody we live in a world... <laughs> we live in a world... Where James Ellsworth can beat Brock Lesnar. So, you know, I'm not as offended by it, but I do think that Shayna Baszler, they're pushing her to the moon. Uh, she is not that good. Super green for someone who's 37 years old. But, um, you know, they have their agenda. You know, they want to bring this huge tournament all to put this one match that's going to happen. 
I don't know how I feel. I mean, I'm enjoying the tournament. I've seen a lot of talent, a lot of talent that I hope that they sign, like uh, Russell Bay, Tony Storm. But um, <clears throat> as far as the Shayna Baszler goes, thing goes, um, she's extremely overrated in this tournament. They're obviously keeping her safe, putting her in these short matches, but she will get exposed soon enough. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a million fan. One, two, I definitely picked her as one of my people to win it. So that, for the one, you messed my bracket up for a storyline, and I'm really pissed about that. So, WWE, this, uh, this is, this is the first step in me canceling my subscription. You got two more steps before it's done. I just want you to understand that, WWE. So if anyone's listening, Brian James, the, the WWE stooge, if any of you out there listening to the show, you're at step one of me canceling my subscription. Yeah. Uh, this week we heard that they can, the WWE stooge, they can bring people back to life. So maybe they can uh, switch the results for you yeah. next week. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. Trash. Anyways, we're going to move on to, you know, the regular regular crap of the week. Uh, let's start with Raw. Um, well, actually, Raw wasn't really crappy. It's probably the first Raw that I've watched majorly in a long time. Typically, I skip through a good couple segments, but I pretty much watched most of this Raw this week. Um, got a lot of good things to say about it for the most part. Um, you know, start with Jason Jordan and John Cena. Super dope match. I like the narrative of, you know, I'm talking about him being Kurt's son and, you know, Cena giving him that same rub that Kurt gave him when he first started in the business. And uh, I just thought, it was, you know, it was an awesome match. Pretty much just, you know, I mean, not, nothing more you could really say about it besides it was a good match. Uh, there was a lot of good maneuvers in it. The No No Light special, I mean, Suplex, of course, was dope. So, I don't know what you feel about it. Yeah, that was that was a great match. I'm really happy that Jason Jordan finally got that great showcase match. I mean, the Finn Balor match was cool, but like as much as people talk about John Cena, those are the matches that I want to see him against the young talent. That's why the <clears throat> U.S. Open Challenge at that time was so important to the product and so fresh because he was facing these names like Sami Zayn and stuff like that where, you know, he put on these great matches with these talents that we never thought we'd see him against. And now now watching this match with Jason Jordan, I just remember how great he was in that role. And he these talents don't need to get put over. They have their whole career ahead of them still. Like and all that loss did for Jason Jordan, he looked great in the loss, so it did nothing bad for him. Yeah, it definitely put him over in, in a in a way that only it could. I, I do have to disagree with you. I think his music is still terrible. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's gotten better at all. The words did nothing. It it's 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 still trash to me. Yo, hey, WWE, that's another thing. If you guys need some good interest music, I don't know what the CFOs are doing, but uh, Lowdown has some pretty good track record with uh, with doing uh, theme music. So, you know, you guys want to send a couple cash, a couple dollars my way, I'm available. I mean, hit me at on, on, on my social medias, at HeyRT. But anyway, moving on. Uh, we got Roman and Cena, the shootout, part two. 
was okay, right? I mean, it wasn't as strong as last week, but I thought Roman was really quick on his feet. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think, and I know Joey said he didn't hold his own. I think he held his own the past two weeks. I, I felt like it's definitely getting back to old Roman a little bit. Like, it's not a whole lot of extra talking. It's just, you know, some strong comments, and it's it's enough. It's not like, it's not like oh, my gosh, this dude is, like, totally reading off a teleprompter. He's, like, super reading off a cue card. Like, it's, it doesn't sound like he's, like, reading off a cue card. It doesn't sound like he's trying. It sounds like he's just having a regular conversation and talking. And I like it. I, I, I like what they've been doing, like, just shooting on each other. And and I just like how Roman's talking these days. He doesn't sound like, you know, he's, he's reading off the teleprompter no more. I definitely like the whole zipper bit that they did and just how quickly he responded with that. Like, you know, you zip it down. He was like, you know, uh, what do you say? Uh, big dog. Yeah, big dog. <laughs> So I thought that was super quick on his feet to say that. You know what I mean? That's, and that reminded me of shades of his cousin a little bit. That's definitely something like The Rock would have definitely did like way better. But, you know, I definitely yeah. felt like that was like, all right, that was a little bit of your cousin there. Like, that was pretty good. Somebody got somebody to gotta get at least a little close. I mean, he's still got a ways to go before he can be in the same talk as The Rock. Easy, big fella. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I just thought. I mean, it's it's building up. It's a proper build for what they're doing. Um, I I just like how they're letting Roman talk right now, and I mean, John Cena's gonna be John Cena. Um, I just like I don't know. I'm and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I just wonder, like, all right, they're gonna have this match. Where do they go from here? Yeah, I'm curious too. I mean, I I wish I had the answer. I'm just kind of soaking it in. And um, everybody's complaining, oh, you guys should save this for WrestleMania. But, you know, any other time we complain that they are trying to save this good stuff for WrestleMania. So I have no problem with what they're doing, putting all these big matches on at this random part of the year. That doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't. And I said this on on probably the last episode of the episode before that. I don't mind if they're going to get into these good stories now. Because honestly... I don't, I don't, I don't trust them to, to really stretch these things out for long periods of time anymore. Like I just don't feel like they have it in them. I don't feel like they can do it. So if they're gonna able to be able to have within this smaller window to be able to tell a good story and get good matches from it, then do it now rather than stretch it out and it becomes tired and stupid and nobody wants to see it anymore. You know what I mean? So I can agree with that. I just want to know, like going forward, seeing is gonna probably go and shoot whatever movie's gonna go shoot. And what does that do? What does that leave Roman? Yeah, I mean, Roman Roman can go do anything he wants. Um, I foresee, unfortunately, some type of Undertaker interference or something that has to tie in with the Undertaker because he keeps bringing him up. I mean, I know that that garners a lot of heat, but... As much as I don't want to see it, I just feel like something with The Undertaker is on the horizon. In a perfect world for a lowdown, I could have it my way and Shimon Joe not be injured. I would have him, have AOP come up, those three cause a little chaos, put Roman back with the shield. We got a big match right there. But that's wishful thinking. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I really want to see AOP on SmackDown. I feel like they need the tag team more than that. 
And Samoa Joe, I, I really just want him to have some type of title because I know whatever title he has, he's going to try and make it as important as possible. So I really want to see him versus The Miz, and I hope that that's coming soon. Honestly, right now, and no disrespect to Brock, I honestly would rather see Samoa Joe versus Braun for the title at No Mercy and just let them go, no holes barred, street fight, whatever. Like, just let them two go at it. I feel like that would have been a more exciting fight than what we may get with Brock versus Strowman. Yeah, I mean, I don't care all the disrespect to Brock. Brock, you can get off my TV. I am excited for him to have a match with Strowman. I do want to see a match with him and Joe again because I really enjoyed that, and I feel like if they just keep working, they can have a six-month feud and all the matches will be great. But, um, yeah, if it's, I don't care if he's gone. I I want to see something new. I mean, I the only reason, and it's funny because the only reason I care about Brock is because he's attached to Paul. I, yeah, so less Brock, less Paul. Yeah, and that's the only like downside to it. It's like if we don't see Brock, we're probably not going to see Paul. And hopefully, I don't know. Whatever Brock leaves, I don't care if he comes back or not. I just hope that Paul stays and he finds some new talent to work with, which he always does. And I just hope, you know, they find somebody that's that's a right fit for him. They can really get behind and, you know, help build up. What do you feel? What are your thoughts on, like, Paul Heyman actually getting with new talent? Because, like, the last two that they tried to put him with, mind you, they were booked horribly, you know, so I can't really. But they were with – he had Curtis Axel and he had Cesaro, and that did absolutely nothing for those guys. Like, do you think that Paul, like, he's only great with, like, Brock? Like, I mean, he had that run with Punk, but Punk didn't need him, you know? Yeah, I feel like if I had to pick someone right now for Paul to be with, it would definitely have to be someone vicious, but I wouldn't say Braun because Braun is he's becoming more of a spectacle on his own. He doesn't really need someone with him to talk for him. Joe doesn't need him. So, I mean, it would kind of have to be somewhere in the mid-card where someone would have to get with him. Um, But as far as Kurt's actual, I'm truly upset with, I mean, obviously his father is one of my favorite wrestlers. And, you know, I mean, you can't really hold the son up to what the father has done, but I felt like he's floundered since then, even probably before then, like he's floundered to me. And I wasn't even watching at the time, but I'm aware of, you know, that he was with with Heyman at that at the time that he was. And I'm I'm just truly upset with how he hasn't even come to an inch of like anything, like he should have like ran with the stick like like that his dad did or something. Like I don't know. I just felt like they could have done something more closer to what his dad and it might have helped him a little bit but maybe it wouldn't have I don't know that's just me wishfully thinking uh, Cesaro Cesaro didn't really need him I, I, once they let Cesaro kind of get out of the way of the tag teams and all this extra crap he kind of started flossing on his own especially when he got with uh, Tyson Kidd who I would love to see come back but that may never happen um, so just um, I don't know at this point it definitely would have to be a Meg Carter because nobody and the, on the you know the, the the top scene really needs him. And I don't see who they compare him with where it, where it would help them out any. That was and 
just like CM Punk, I don't think Samoa Joe would need him. But how, like, I remember going into that feud thinking in my head, like, what if, you know, Paul turns on Brock and goes with Joe? How awesome would that be to have Joe and Heyman together? I would like it. I mean, I don't, it just all depends on how how they let them work. And it's hard because not that Brock can't. Well, Brock doesn't necessarily talk, which is why Paul works for him the most. Joe can talk, but I don't know. I feel like putting him and Joe together, like it's just going to be a mixture of who talks, who's talking for what duration of time, and then how how that works between those two. Because like they both can talk. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not that I wouldn't be against it. I would love it. Like you know. That's definitely like I, I like when when Heyman is with guys that you know besides Brock that the WWE doesn't necessarily want to push or whatever, and he attempts to get them over the best way that he can. And I feel like the WWE is sort of pushing Joe, but I feel like with Heyman in this corner and just Heyman doing what he does, it'll really get up under the skin of everybody else in that top scene, and it'll really help push Joe even more to the point where they can't deny Joe anymore. Yep. What do you what do you see for Joe? Like we know he's hurt. Do you see him coming back for the Miz like I do? Do you see him interfering in the Universal Title match? Like what are your thoughts on what Joe's going to do next? Uh I mean, I wouldn't mind him getting the, the Intercontinental strap. Um I would honestly, I mean Miz and Jeff Hardy had a match uh which I'm surprised he Miz kind of won with the clean win. Um, semi clean. Yeah, semi. That's why I said kind of clean. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't even mind, you know, him, Hardy, and 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 Joe for the Intercontinental title at a pay per view. You know what I mean? Like something like that. So, um, but I definitely wouldn't mind Joe with the Intercontinental title. Uh, it, I would rather see him with the Universal title, but I wouldn't be mad at him getting the Intercontinental title at all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I want Braun to win the, the Universal title. Like it's, I'm sorry, man, but like. I don't know what the hell. I mean, I know where they're trying to get with Brock, but it's just like, I don't care. Like, I'd rather see Strowman or Joe with that title. Like, they'll be there with it weekly. They'll do more with it than Brock is. Point blank, period. It's like they think that just Brock is the only one who brings legitimacy into that title. Well, you already ruined it by putting the title on Goldberg, so. Exactly. And Kevin Owens still asking for his rematch. Yeah, like, and yeah, we'll get to Kevin Owens, man. My goodness. That guy can do no wrong. But um, moving on, we got uh the tag match between Banks and Bliss and, and Nia Jax and Emma. Um, I thought it was a good match, good narr- narrative going towards No Mercy. Um, I'm excited to see him doing the Fatal Four Way. I'm excited that Emma was involved in the match. Uh, Nia Jax is on the cusp of really doing something great. I don't know if they're gonna give her the title, but if they allow her to just have a little bit of that uh, a segment in the match where she just like destroys all of them that'll be really dope I just feel like it's there's so much room for these four to really do something dope with this match mm-hmm. I can, and I can't really wait to see what they come with, up with I mean obviously Nia's gonna you know be the big monster heel blah 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 but I don't know I just feel like they need to turn it up some you know let's do some breaking through the barricade let's do some some flying moves you know 
Let's do some big stuff. Yeah, Sasha Banks definitely getting hurt. I hope not. She she's definitely going hard for that. I hope not. And I'm still I'm yeah, she needs to I'm sorry, man. Like I know she's four time champion, but really is she? Because it's like she doesn't get long reigns and it's like y'all know that she's good. You know that she draws crowds, you know that she'd be a dope champion, but you don't wanna leave her with a title for a long period of time. I think it's just pure trash. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm I'm so tired of these short title reigns, in every, like everywhere, it's really annoying. So like honestly, I, I me personally, I'm like, yo, if you're gonna do this, I'd rather go back to NXT, and you know, whenever Vince gives up his position or otherwise, and you know, and Triple H takes four reigns, and yeah, and she goes back up and gets proper. But I feel like that's a lot of people in NXT right now, like that have come up and they're not really getting anything proper, like. There's a few, but not many. Yeah, I mean, as much as we love NXT, the success rate of them going up is minimal. You know, you have people like the Four Horse Women who are okay, but then, like, really, out of those four, you have two. Yeah, Becky hasn't even been on TV in, what, weeks yeah, Becky and Bailey both are like kind of busts on the main roster, unfortunately, you know, I, and I don't think it's their fault. I think it's all bad booking, you know, which I can say for pretty much everything bad that happens. But, um, yeah, who else like who else is good? I mean, Kevin Owens is great, but then you have people like Sami Zayn, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, this well coming in, starting from, I guess, the inception of the actual NXT, you have. Dean, you have Seth, Roman, you have Big E, who's acquired with the new dad. Uh, and I guess you can count Xavier to some extent. Uh, you got Joe, Kevin Owens, uh, the Four Horsewomen to some extent. Hell, who else? <laughs> like, I mean, then you have people like Tyler Breeze. Right? Who's yeah, he's coming up in his own way. I mean, still hasn't been able to touch gold, but you know. You got Aiden English. You yeah. got uh who I love, by the way. Uh, just saying. He, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't bother me. Uh if you Oh wait. I mean him on was it was it SmackDown when he where he was singing and uh, I forgot I forgot who was chasing him. But he was like Sammy Zayn, yeah, and running away. He's running away. It was so hilarious. <laughs> oh, you got Neville too. Yeah, Neville. Okay, Neville. I, I forgot all about Neville. Sorry, Neville. We I didn't purposely forget you if you're listening. But then you got people like Apollo Cruz, Baron Corbin, uh, Cass and Enzo, who are all like bus. You know, Bo Dallas. Like yeah. the success rate for NXT is very minimal. I don't know. Maybe maybe we need to turn out to an episode. We need to do the the true story of NXT or something. I don't know. We gotta work on that. But yes, yeah, it's, it's um I don't know, and it's sad because like I'm pretty sure at this point majority of the roster is NXT, if not all of it. But me personally, and I've been saying this for probably some years now, then they should have done an invasion angle before they did this whole draft bit. Or even now, like, you still can do it. Like, Triple H come up. he's And he kind of started, like, you go, okay, when he gave Kevin Owens the belt, that was a perfect time. All right, this is my guy. 
and have everyone who's an NXT talent that's already in the back turn, bring some new blood in, and pretty much do another invasion invasion angle with NXT yeah. guys. All of them could just beat up Zack Ryder. Yeah, they're, well, yeah, or, you know, John Cena. But um, they're already there, you know what I mean? Just from that point on, you put the belt on, on Owens, and that's just the inception of it. The next week, pretty much how they did with WCW, just, you know, just start infiltrating the new blood in it. NXT guys, you start beating everybody up. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I think that's going to happen with your boys, the AOP. I would hope so. Yeah, I, I just see them coming up and wrecking Brizongo. Well, well, an- another wishful thinking and a perfect word, because I know a lot of people want to see the Shield get back together. And even though I gave a wishful thinking plot to them earlier, my actual wishful thinking for the Shield reunion is Sanity comes up, and they start causing all types of havoc. And the only thing that can stop them is the Hound of Justice. It's a perfect narrative. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not jumping at the chance to see the Shield back together. Just leave Roman to the side and let Seth and Dean wreck house for a little bit. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's been long enough in my, in my opinion. You just bought the shirt back out. You got, you know, all three of them on the same show again. So it's, it's apparent that it's going to happen eventually. But anyway, moving on. Strong, uh, big Show, Braun Strowman, putting on a clinic in Steel Cage. Yeah, that was. So I was watching, and they announced the match in the during the weekend. So I'm like, okay, that's our main event because they just worked so well together the last two times that they deserve the main event. Like, and this one did not disappoint. Absolutely didn't. Only thing that I was skeptical about was like, why is Show continuously trying to like climb over this cage? That was the only thing that just like I kept like, like why is he trying to climb over this cage? Like, there's no reason for him to climb. Like, go through the door. Uh, only spot where it was like it made sense was obviously the el- elbow drop, which was amazing. <laughs> but. I was so scared watching that. I Absolutely. cringed. I was like, that ring's on a buckle. That cage is going to fall down. Lawsuits are going. Like, I just seen the worst happening. I'm like, this is not going to end well. Show's going to, you know, he's going to get the, the dingleberry rung of a lifetime. Like, it's not going to end well. But luckily, he pulled it off. It was it was well worth it. And he... I just didn't understand why he kept trying to climb over the cage. That was the only thing that, like, was puzzling me. I'm just like, why is he continuously trying to get over this cage? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, that slide down the cage looked painful, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because he didn't hit anything on the way down. He just literally, like, pretty much came all the way down. I'm like, that looks like it hurts the knees a little bit. And then, obviously, I'm getting thrown out of the cage, which, which I feel like it's full circle for Big Show because when he appeared, he threw Stone Cold into the cage and it came apart. So mm-hmm. I feel like his career has come full circle at this point. Yeah, so what do they do with him now? Do we just not see him anymore? Like, do you think he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame next year? Like, what are your thoughts? I thought Show had been done. Uh, so... It's like every time I think he's done, he just pops back up. So it's like, I don't really know. Like, 
I don't know where do you. I mean, it's 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 full circle at this point. Like everyone knows your last match, you lose. If you lose and you, I mean, it's obviously going to be memorable. You got thrown out of a steel cage upside down. So it's like you know, and it came full circle because your first appearance there, you threw someone into a cage and it came apart. So I would say it's okay for like he has nothing left to prove at all. Like no. he's, he's definitely a Hall of Famer by far. Like he has nothing to worry about. So. Yeah, no one's clamoring for another big show title run. Yeah, so um, I mean, it's I would like to see him go in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't know if they throw him in that quickly. I know in some cases they do, but I mean, yeah, I see it probably happening. The only person I want to see going to Hall of Fame this year is China. Good luck. I mean, I don't see why not at this point. At this point. She's already passed. She's not going to be able to say anything that will throw you guys into a curveball. You can kind of build your, the narrative that you want. Just do it. Like, you put you put Beth Phoenix in last year. And no disrespect to Beth Phoenix, but we're talking about China here. So, I'm still pissed about that. That may be step two to me canceling my subscription. I don't know. I got I to gotta ponder on that. That might have been really step one. But anyway, moving on to smack diddly down. Woo! Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Boy, oh boy. What a, like, angle. What an angle. No, Kurt. But, um, I just, like, even though a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the attack. I seen the attack coming. Like, I seen that whole bit coming. Like, when he started saying, you know... You, your whole family would have been better off without you in a car crash. I was like, all right, he's going to end with the kids bit. They're going to fight. So when he started going down, I was like, oh. by the way, he left Linda McMahon out. I felt some tight way about that. Your dad, your wife. Like, damn, you're not going to throw his mom in there? But anyway, I mean, obviously, you're not going to throw his sister in there because no one cares. But when he, as soon as he said your kids, I was like, oh, it's going to fight. It's going to happen. And it happened so quickly. Like, Shane just immediately snapped. Like, and I thought it was good. He definitely sold it. Kevin Owens definitely sold it. It turned into a great bit that went throughout the show. And Vince Russo and, and what's the other guy who I don't like? And I don't remember his name purposely half the time because I tried to forget his name. Uh, Cornette. Cornette. You guys were wrong about Kevin Owens multiple times. He's done great things in the WWE since he's been there. Nothing but great things. And you guys are wrong, bro. And I still don't like you guys. You're never welcome to the show. Anyway. But uh, I don't, man, like, it's just like the whole, you know, I'm going to sue you guys. And, you know, I, I'm like, like you said, I believe it was you. Uh, I'm Vince McMahon, KO. This is about to be visual audio gold next week. Yeah, did you, like, I saw that it could have came across a little hokey, but what'd you think? Did it come off hokey to you when he's like, oh, I'm suing, I'm doing this, I'm doing that? Uh, I think he did it enough where it didn't seem hokey or it didn't seem corny. I just was wondering, like, all right, if they are they really going to go with this bit? Like, is he really just going to do whatever he wants on the show? Which I would love to see, everyone would love to see. That's must-see television if they do do that. 
But um, yep. I, I'd rather them do that during the beginning of the show when it kind of Vince comes out like towards the end and kind of stops it and then you know. But we're we're probably not gonna get that. It's probably gonna start the show and it'll be whatever it's gonna be. But um, I think he sold it enough. I don't think it, I think you know they did it just right. It wasn't too corny. And then even Shane doing the punching and kicking, even though we know he. He pretty much shadow boxes when he does that. Like it looked real, it, it sold well, it was mad believable. So I just think that the 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 whole just of this thing overall, the whole episode just went. It was perfect. It was just right. Yeah, I thought it was good. So I just, you know I mean, at this point, we're just waiting till next week. We'll see what Vince and KO cook up, and I know it'll be good. Um, Carmella and Ellsworth. Uh, first of all, Kevin Owens coming in the middle and just arguing with the ref. Give me the shirt. Give me the shirt. <laughs> hilarious. It's just hilarious. Like, 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 dude, what are you doing? Like, out here, like, just give me the shirt. I want to be the ref. Give me the shirt. So, uh, he's that's, he's the reason that he's one of my my top two guys at right now. Shout out to AJ Styles as well. But um, Carmella Ellsworth, uh, that bit was kind of awkward to me. Yeah. Um, just because I'm like, why? Like, what is it? Like, I don't understand. Like, what's, what's the big deal about this? And then she finally kisses him and then smacks him. It's like, this is, this is all weird to me. Like, I just don't understand it. I don't, I don't see where they're going with it. And yeah, Car- Carmella over there looking like a snack. Yeah, definitely was. I love the high pigtail part, ponytail thing. It's amazing. It's amazing look, ladies. Always wear it. Um, I just didn't understand the angle. I was super confused. I really didn't understand that whole segment. So moving on, uh, Dolph Ziggler's segment, which I thought was pretty good. I didn't un- I didn't realize that he was being macho man when he did that part, but the other two, obviously, I I got the whole John Cena thing, which everyone pretty much does that at this point. They all make fun of Cena at this point. But uh, the, obviously the golden part of that whole segment was the Naomi part where he pretty much almost buckled that knee. But yeah, just uh, it was funny. I wish he would have did some more people. I guess like that this would be his thing now. He'll continue it on, I guess, because I definitely wanted to see some more people. Uh, it was pretty funny. I'm pretty sure he could have done some more that would have been more funnier. But for what it was, it was cool. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like the segment, but whatever. I was kind of hoping that he just came out and was like, yeah, um, I'll do this next week and just, like, walk away. Yeah, I mean, I would have took that. I would, I really want him to go back. Just go back to the original Dolph, super arrogant, super confident, you know. And like I said, one of my favorite catches is him catching on Alberto Del Rio, just him walking out. Of the you know the back he looked super confident like he knew he was going to get this title you know let's just go back to that Ziggler man just start over go back to that and build from there at this point because I definitely don't want to see whining with uh, Ziggler so and yeah I mean just start over just go back to the beginning start over and rebuild from there yeah he's uh, that was one of my favorite cash-ins until Seth's cash-in that was my favorite yeah Seth tops it all right now yeah no cash-in better I mean Corbin tried but did not succeed um 
that was a waste. <laughs> oh, it was. I don't see. You don't think they should have just like passed off? Like, if you didn't want him to hold the briefcase, why waste the briefcase? Like, why don't you just have him lose it to somebody else? Yeah, rather than putting that. I mean, and I understand you got him fighting at SummerSlam, but y'all could have did so. Like, have put the put the briefcase up. You lose it to somebody who you wouldn't mind having it, and then go from there with it. Like, rather than him catching in on a SmackDown episode and then lose it and then it goes into a, a one match thing with John Cena and John Cena leaves the show afterwards like stupid writing stupid booking but WWE so what more do you expect exactly uh only other thing I got to say about Smackdown is with the whole Shane uh being suspended bit I thought it was super awkward that Daniel Bryan was the one talking to Shane like he was the superior one of the show. That was that was just super awkward to me. I'm like, why is Daniel Bryan the one talking to Shane as if he's the superior when it's the other way around? But I mean, for TV purposes, whatever, I guess. Yeah, I look into stuff pretty deeply, but I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because I, I feel like the like. On SmackDown or on Raw, when it was Foley and Steph, that was very clear that Steph was the the more important one. But on SmackDown, they've always kept it like pretty close, you know. Yeah, so I just I was completely like caught off guard. Like, why is Daniel the one talking to Shane as if he's? in his position so I just was like I was like I guess like whatever WWE logic but um moving on to something better greater the May Young Classic and kind of talking about a few of the uh, the matches um on this uh second wave of of shows now mind you I've, I've seen five and six I'm on the first match of seven, which I'm like probably like just starting that first match. So uh, pretty much going off of what I've seen thus far in the second wave. Um, we can start with uh, Abby Lath, aka Kimberly, versus Rachel Evers, aka Rachel Ellering. Uh, really dope match. Um, I like that you know Rachel Evers was showing her power, and you know uh, Lath was able to show her perseverance. Um, the only thing that I felt was weird about the match is, like, it kind of seemed to end out of nowhere. Um, and I just, I don't know, I just felt like it was super fast and it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't, I don't feel like it was a real build-up for the match to end. So, that was my only gripe with that match. Other than that, it was a great match and I liked it. Yeah, I thought, I feel like Abby Lath is one of the people that people aren't talking enough about. I think she came off so great in this tournament. Every match I loved, she has this fire about her. And when she was in the indies, I wasn't really a big fan of her. But, like, in this tournament, I love it. It was great. Well, she has one of my favorite women's indie matches against Lufisto. And you can go on YouTube it. Um, They killed it. So she definitely has, like... On Andy, she definitely has a lot of work out there. She has a lot of stuff you can go YouTube and things of that nature. So she's definitely dope, and she's definitely one of my favorites. Being that I have to pick uh, a new choice to win this thing now because me and him 
has been eliminating. We'll definitely talk about that in a second. Uh, well, we already talked about it, but I'm still pissed, so we'll talk about it again. Um, I'm probably going to pick her to win it, man. It's out of her, and if I got to pick a dark horse yet again, uh, I'll pick Candice LeRae. Yeah, I love Candice LeRae's theme music. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of good picks to win. Um, you know, Wraith uh, and Storm and Candice LeRae. They're probably my three. Um, Kari Sane, I think, is gonna make it to the final. Those are my four. It's hard to pick out those four, but I I stick with Abby Lath and I stick with Candice LeRae as my dark horse. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, I just feel like there's a no-brainer. I think Shayna's the one who's going to win. Shayna Baszler. Thank you, Ronda Rousey. I don't think Shayna Baszler is going to win. I don't, I don't think she's going to win. It's just, it's, I just don't, I don't think she's going to win. Like, I just really don't. I don't think she's going to win. It's, it, I just don't think she's going to win. Like, I don't even know what else to say other than I just don't think she's going to win. Um... I mean, she got this far, which is trash. Well, since we're going to talk about it, let's just go ahead to it. The match itself was okay. Um, I like the hard-hitting MMA action, the hard strikes and the kicks, and, you know, the whole back-and-forth action. That's probably one of the few matches that is, like, kind of equally back-and-forth, to me anyway. Um, I'm just super, I, like, you know, uh, me and Yim missing a four-foot V-splash and then leading to the rear-necked choke. And her tapping out, it's just like, like, it's such trash, man. It's just so trash. And it's all because you're pushing Baszler for this whole shtick. And I just feel like it's super stupid. Like, you could have, like, here's, here's, some, here's a tip, WWE, and this is, this is the lowdown speaking. You could have had Baszler lose the match. She exits out the ring. She goes near her friends. You know, they're cheering on, woo-woo-woo. She goes up the ramp. She hears the other four, uh, four horsewomen pretty much badgering her and making fun of her, blah, blah, blah. And you you make something out of it from there. You don't make Mia Yim lose and then have her put over. And then you kind of make a little whoop-de-whoop out of that. And then you don't even have Sasha there, so you don't have the proper four versus four. And you guys are stupid. You're dumb. That whole thing was dumb. The booking behind that was dumb, and I'm highly upset. <laughs> Dang, you're really on this Mia Yim train, aren't you? Yeah, it's, I just, I don't even honestly. I'm obviously upset because of Mia Yim, but it could have been probably anybody, especially anybody that I've watched and I'm a fan of in this tournament. And I probably, I'm pretty sure I would have been pissed. It's very, like, I can see if it was one of the ladies that we obviously knew you were going to job out. Then it's like, okay, cool. But somebody who you've legitimately been pushing as one of the women for this tournament, you have her job out because of a shtick that you're going to at some point in the future try to do, it's trash. And that's why I'm the most upset about it. I don't know. I mean, they, both of them have, you know... Their, their reasons, like that WWE can pick them to win if Mia Yim wants to, you know, bring more eyes to domestic violence and, you know, 
But the WWE is more interested in Ronda Rousey, you know, not the real problems in the world. Well, I haven't checked to see who signed yet besides the ones who are already there. I'm pretty sure Mayim is going to sign. I don't see why they wouldn't at least offer the contract if they haven't already. So... Yeah, I haven't seen, like, anybody new besides the people I knew that were signed going into it. Um, if we're going down the list of girls, how do you how do you feel about Bianca Belair? Because I love oh, her. Oh, oh, my God. Woo! The EST. Indeed. Uh, I mean, what what else? What is there to say about her? She's amazing. Uh, they, the the matches that she's had uh, were definitely dope, especially when Kari saying like that was crazy, super crazy. Um, and and I think like I we obviously seen her do stuff on NXT before, but nothing to the extent of what she's been able to show on this platform. And the match with Kari saying was definitely like something to see, something to behold because she actually got a lot of her offense off. Um, the only thing I have to say about Bianca is she has to work a little bit more on selling strikes and such. Like, that was the only thing where it was like, uh, she needs to work on that a little bit. But other than that, she's amazing. She looks amazing. And I have nothing but great things to say about Bianca Belair. She's beautiful. She's, oh my gosh, yeah, great things. Nothing but great things. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for her career. I know she's going to do great. But even that match by itself, like, uh, you know, I think the the bit where, you know, Belair blew Kari the kiss and Kari grabbed it and, and started stomping on it, like, that was super hilarious just to have in a match and just kind of showed a little chemistry between them two. The hair whip part was amazing, just kind of, like, getting that over, like, making it a legit, like, legitimate part of her character, like, you know, whooping Kari with the hair. Um, Kari kicking out of that 450 splash was crazy. That was super crazy. Yeah, and the count was so close, too. It was awesome. Yeah, and then, you know, Kari with the... It wasn't even an elbow. It was like, like kind of like an elbow splash, almost. Like, she kind of got two, two diving maneuvers in there at the same time, like... And I just thought that was super, but like just for regardless out of this second wave that I've seen thus far, that's definitely been my favorite match thus far out of this second wave that I've seen. Yeah, that looked that uh, thing looked painful, and it was one of my favorite matches of the tournament. And I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing them go again on NXT uh, at a NXT uh, pay per view, anything like they definitely have some chemistry there, and they should definitely build off of that like very soon. Yeah, I don't think that's the last we ever see of that match. Oh no, like that's that's we have to see that again for sure. Like Triple H knows knows what's good for business and that's well, he knows what's best for business and that's definitely best for business. Moving on, we got Piper Niven, aka Viper versus Serena Deeb. Um, I gotta be honest, I know that I watched Piper Niven before this tournament. I know she's a beast. I know she's a dope wrestler. But she's one of those people where WWE either goes this way or they go that way with them. And I'm kind of surprised that she's gotten past. One, I'm surprised she's gotten past Santana Garrett. I definitely thought Santana Garrett was going to beat her out. Um, so yeah, they didn't, they didn't need to have that match that early. Like, <laughs> Well, there's a lot of matches in that first round that just was like, 
really? Like, you're going to give us give us this now, like, in this round? Like, definitely some, uh, some, some, some weird booking. But, um, definitely didn't see them getting, getting her past, uh, Santana Garrett. Not mad at it at all, because, you know, Piper, aka Viper, is a beast. So, I'm with it. Um, a little shot that she got over Serena D, too. I thought, you know, they would at least, you know, gave D the rub in that she has been there before. But, you know, WWE doesn't care. So, uh, oh, my God. I sound like Kurt Angle. I did not say that clearly. WWE. The WWE. WWE. <laughs> like, dude, like, there's two W's. Just say it slowly. You don't have to rush. Anyway. um, I, once again, like... Like the big show earlier in the episode, I was talking about. I don't understand why Serena D was continuously trying to pick her up. Like, she's clearly heavier than you. I don't care how much yoga you do, you're not gonna pick her up. Uh, yeah. Piper's. I love Piper's offense. Absolutely, she's dope. I like the little chin up kid thing that she does in the corner to people when she presses them in the back um, in the in the corner. I think that's dope. People always respond to it bad, but I just think it's dope. Like you know the little shut up kid. Mm-hmm. And they always respond to it negatively, but you know whatever. That's that's part of the, the shtick. Um, I like how you know Piper pretty much got all her moves set off. You know the, uh, the all her power moves, the you know the cannonball, whatever strength moves, the avalanche. Um, and she she definitely uh, did an ill Mishinoku driver. Yeah, it looked painful. Yeah, she definitely got that off, and it definitely looked dope. And I'm just happy to see her make it this far. Surprised that they put her over, but you know, hey, there's a lot of good women in this tournament. There's a lot of women that I root for. Some faced each other already. Some um, are about to. So it's what it is. Moving on, we have Princessa Suhei versus Mercedes Martinez, who I think. Mercedes, I think Ron has a big crush on Mercedes. It seems like he has. I don't think he said anything yet, but I'm pretty sure he has the hots for her. <laughs> she's she's very good. Uh, as far as like ranking her and attractiveness for the tournament, which I mean, it's 2017. I know people are going to get bugged about that. She is not the best looking. Um, I would disagree. I, I find her attractive. Mercedes? Yeah. Nah, she's... Well, and I was kind of skeptical about it. When she's frowning and doing all her her ring stuff, she doesn't. But in the beginning of the second wave in that first episode, when they're all at the top of the ramp and she's smiling, you see it. You really see it. To each its own. I think she's, like, super gorgeous. And maybe that's just because I like Latino women. Um... But I don't date them, they crazy, bro. I've been there, done that. <laughs> uh, so we're, yeah, we're gonna leave that alone anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, I definitely think she's gorgeous, Princess Su Hey, even though she doesn't, she has a mask on, I think she got she has it going on, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's, we're guys here, guys. Sorry that you know we're, we're talking about these women like that, but we're also talking about the wrestling, so you can't be mad at us anyway, exactly. Uh, Princess of Suhei with the dope Wonder Woman tribute costume, super fire. Yeah, I did like that. See, that's something that I really liked about the tournament. I know I brought it up on the flagship, but I love, like, in the Cruiserweight Classic, the guys did not give a crap about their gear. Like, the women in this tournament actually care about how they look, you know? 
Of course, they're women, huh? <clears throat> of course, they care about their appearance and how they look. One, one, this is a dope platform for a bunch of them. Two, it's probably the first look that a lot of people are getting at them. So, of course, if you're going to get, especially if you're going to get multiple matches, you definitely got to pull some stuff out of the old, you know, outfit closet and, you know, pull out a little, little something, something, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you had to pick favorite gear, who had your favorite gear? Overall or just in this in this set? In this set. Uh, set. It's out of Princesses Suhey and Bianca Belair, for sure. Yeah, I like her gear. For sure. Uh, I, mm, I mean... Abby Lace gear is pretty much the same stuff she's wore most of her career as Kimberly. Um, but I think that's fitting to her. It's pretty dope. I like hers too. Uh, I like Candice LeRae. It's just the boots that she wears. She wears the Jason Jordan boots. And I really like, dopes the whole outfit off her. Like the real puffy Michelin man boots. Yeah, she does have the funny boots on too. I, I do agree with that. Yeah, so that just throws that off for me. But if I had to pick one uh, out of this round, uh, damn. Really, I'm going to, it's a tie. I'd say Princess Asule and, and Bel Air definitely had the, like, the best outfits for me. But, um, I really appreciate Mercedes Martinez doing the Three Amigos. I know they called it, like, the triple suplex or whatever they called it, but in in respects of Eddie Guerrero, it's the Three Amigos. Yeah, we all know what the move is called. It's the Three Amigos. Mm-hmm. JR, you tried it, but that's what it was. Um, and then, you know, just uh, Princess uh, having mad torque on the shoulder lock and just uh, Martinez not tapping out. I thought that was super. That was a definitely a good spot. Like, I definitely thought she was tapping out. I was like, wow, this is... She's not going forward. I was like, this is crazy. Like, they're pushing so, hey, like, that's that's different. That's super different. But uh, the fact that, you know, she, she did that maneuver and, and Mercedes didn't tap out and ended up winning, I thought that was super crazy. I definitely didn't see it coming, especially from that spot right there. It looked like it was over for her. Yeah, I hope they sign Princess. I mean, she's a little old, but she's very different. It is nice to see a masked woman and – in the she, WWE. Yeah, she's going to be the, uh, uh, what's my man's name that I keep, I, I don't even watch, see him enough on television because I stopped watching to a fire lot. Uh, she's like the Grand Metal League of, of this tournament, pretty much. So, I would, I would think they sign her. I don't see why they wouldn't. And yeah, we can, we can even have that conversation too in a minute because I'm interested to see who you think has, who is going to sign. Um, last but not least, uh, Tony Storm and Lacey Evans. Um, Tony Storm was clearly the more experienced one in this match. Um, I feel like Lacey didn't really get a lot of her movesets off. I feel like Tony stopped a lot of her moves um, in a veteran fashion. And I feel like it didn't last, that match didn't last that long. So I was kind of like, eh. Yeah, it was, I mean... I like Lacey Evans, and she's going to be very good. But, um, yeah, she just didn't do it for me in this tournament. I don't know. I don't like the, the what she wears coming out. Is it too much for you? Like, the, uh... It's, like, too, like, 
prissy, and then it, I don't know, it's just too prissy for me. For like, you're pushing her being a marine, and then you have her coming out, and she's like having all this prissy stuff on. Like, put some dope fatigue on her, and you know what I mean? Like, GI Jane her ass. Yeah, something like that. Like, oh, but I mean, it is what it is. Like, she's still dope regardless. So, yeah, she's gonna be real good. So, uh. What else do we have? Uh, we got Real Ripley versus Dakota Kai. Like I said, uh, Real Ripley, definitely a good-looking woman. Definitely a sleeper pick. Um, uh, this is one of the matches where I was like, ah, it is what it is. Uh, the double uh, foot stomp was dope. Um, I still, I don't know how, I feel like that move is never really done to the point where I could care about it because it's just like we obviously see you pulling yourself up to take the stomp so that move always is like anime but I feel like they pulled it off good enough in that match and um yeah my only other comment on that match is that Rhea Ripley is a fox Stone Cold Fox yes she is so uh last but not least the last match that I've seen thus far uh Candice LeRae and Nicole Savoy and the only thing I gotta say about that match is that Candice's wild ride is amazing yeah that's a great finisher and she she just She's one of the most consistent workers in this tournament. Yeah, and I, th- I mean, obviously, and we can start this conversation now. Um, that move is just super dope. It's super different. You don't see anybody doing it. It's one of the maneuvers that's in this tournament, finishers in this tournament that's, like, super different that unless you watch her before, you don't see it or you haven't seen it. So, um, but I definitely think she's one of the the girls who who signs even off basically on the shuffle of one that she's good and she fits, but also because Gargano is there, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna make a push for it. Yeah, I mean she deserves it. She's been working at this, you know. We I've been watching her for years on PWG DVDs and stuff, so she definitely deserves her due there. Uh, I also see I see Rhea Ripley signing. I see Mia Yim and Baszler signing. Yeah, I mean Rhea Ripley is signed. She's a she's a performance center girl. Okay, I I mean I haven't been watching. That's one thing. Sorry guys, I have not been watching NXT consistently as I used to, which I will be getting back on to soon so I can come uh, comment on that. Um, especially being out, uh, all my boys are there right now, and by my boys I mean Bobby Fish and Adam Cole. I'll take Kyle O'Reilly because he's a part of the mix and it makes sense. But um, we'll get to that on, at a later point. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about Tony Storm? You think she signed? I sure damn hope so. She's another one. She's so good. Like she needs to sign. She does. She's one of those people. It's like I can see her signing. I don't necessarily think she needs to at this point. Everybody, like I've I've heard that somebody else said that, but. You know what? She might not need to, but I sure hope she does. Yeah, I'm not against her. Uh, if she does, it's like, okay, I, I see that. Like, you're obviously going to fit there. But she's one of those people who's like, if you sign, cool. But it's clearly that she doesn't need to. Especially if you've seen, like, what she's doing outside of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kari, obviously, is there. Yep, Belair is there. Uh, Sue Hay, I could see them signing her. Mercedes Martinez, I definitely see them signing her. You think so? Yeah. Like, um, I want them to sign her just because she worked really hard in this tournament. But um, I just don't see them signing her. Do you think the rumors are true that, like, Vince complained about how some of the girls looked? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's does that good. bother you? No, because Vince has been doing that for years. It doesn't bother me at all. Like, I mean, we, I mean, it's there's at least a good five or six of these girls. Like, we can go. Yeah, he's she's definitely in. Like, if we're going off of looks and what Vince probably is going to find, like that he likes. Like, there's a good five or six. We're like, yeah, they're in. Yeah, you know, we know Rachel's in. If Tess, we we know that Tess has probably been all offered a contract at least. How do you feel about Tessa? I think she looked great in this tournament, but I've seen her before not look so great. Um, I watched a lot of her indie stuff. Um, I feel like she's looked great in the match with Kari. I feel like it was too damn soon. Um, definitely didn't want to see her and Kari go at it that, that early in the tournament. But um, I thought she looked great. Um, she definitely has, um, she definitely has her character down, her uh, her her thing going. Um. I would have. Uh, I feel like she missed the boat with that whole four horsewoman thing. As far as I would rather her be in it than maybe a Becky or a Bailey, because she's actually her her father was actually in it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really mind that. I don't care about her that much. Like those girls are in their spot. True, but I'm just saying as far as the faction goes, I mean, even if they add her in, I wouldn't mind that because, I mean, I just feel like if you're going to do the faction, do it, and you have the family members around, we'll do the faction with the family members, especially if they're if they're good. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know, but that's just wishful thinking again. Maybe that's, that should be the name of the show now, wishful thinking. But anyway, um, I... I hope they sign Piper. I think that'd be a surprise pick for them. They'll get more out of her than maybe they would expect. Um, I definitely, but back to Mercedes. I definitely think they'll sign Mercedes. Should be the kind of like the you know the vet, the savvy vet. Yeah, I, I, I hope she gets signed too. I think she deserves it. I just don't see it. Yeah, and I've seen, like, she's definitely a dope. I've, I've, she's another one. I watch a lot of her stuff outside, too. Hey, I, I watch a lot of her stuff, too. Um, I just think that she has a lot that she can add. She can definitely be, like, one of the ring generals of, of the, the new wave of women coming in. Maybe even some of the ones that's already in the performance center. Um, as she learns kind of the WWE style, she can also bring what she already knows um, to it. And I don't know. I just hope they sign her. Uh, I, see, I see benefit from them signing her and yeah I just hope they they, they make the move with that one mm-hmm. alright uh, moving on we got a little UFC talk we got uh, UFC 215 coming up uh, pretty good card going down the card we got Mighty Mouse Johnson versus Ray Borg uh, Mighty Mouse is kind of one of those guys where one of those fighters where it's just like well He's held it this long. Obviously, you choose him. Yeah, I don't see him losing in this division ever. I do. You want him to move up as much as I do? Uh, yeah. Cause it's just like at this point, it's like it doesn't matter who you pretty much put against. It's like, uh, he's gonna win. Do you think he's too small though? I mean, if they give him the, the amount of time needed, he could put the weight on. I mean, Connor did it. 
Yeah, but he's just so much smaller than everybody else. I mean, I don't think he would care. It's, I don't think he would care. It's all about at this point if he wants to move up and if he's going to do it. I was intrigued by them trying to get Dillashaw to fight him. Yeah, I, I want to see that fight. I want to see Dillashaw and Garbrandt before I see that, though. Well, that's next, right? Yeah, that's coming up. Uh, November. November, yeah. So I definitely want to see that before I see him and, and Mighty Mouse go at it. But um, no disrespect to Ray Borg, but it's, you're going against Demetrius Johnson, and it's pretty obvious who the choice in that match is. So, I say finish. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't, uh, uh, finish. Yeah, I, I guess I can see that. Yeah, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we got Amanda Nunez versus Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, this is a match that was supposed to happen a couple months ago, didn't. And now it's supposed to be on this card. And um, I like them both. Uh, Nunez has been on a roll, though. She's been, like, what, the first female and, like, probably three or four females who's had that belt who who's defended it and actually retained it. Yep. Um, so she's kind of on a roll. I feel like she's going to retain. Yeah, I think... I think she beats her. I mean, the first fight was great, but let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, I I would like. I mean, I would honestly. I wouldn't mind Shevchenko getting the belt. Um, I don't know if I see that in this fight. Hopefully, she doesn't retire, man. Like a lot of people have been retiring lately, which I understand. I get it, but I don't. Hopefully, if she if she loses, I hope she doesn't retire. That's that punk stuff. They get smacked up and then they get they retire. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, one of my favorites did it. He, uh, uh, Rumble Johnson. I was super, super upset about that. And then, um, uh, the Black Beast. I forgot his uh, his full name. He he retired recently too. He was saying he was getting married and he doesn't want to put his family through this. And it's like, dude, you fought like the last what, two years to get up in the ranks and then you're going to retire at, like, number five or six? He's coming back. I I mean, I'm not surprised because it's like, dude, you fought to get up this high in the damn ranking. Like, why would you... You didn't even get a title shot yet. Why would you retire? That makes yeah, no he, sense. So he, he said after that fight, his last fight, his back was killing him. He had problems with his back, so... So now he's feeling better, so he's going to come back. I mean, it, it only makes sense because it's like, I don't see why you would retire. You don't work your ass off to get up to this point, and then you just retire. You're like in the top 10. Makes no sense. Next up, we got uh, Neil Magny versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Yeah, will we see the old Rafael, or does Neil Magny continue? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh I don't know. I feel like this is the curse of Connor. He ran from Connor for whatever reason, injury or whatever. And he kind of hasn't been pretty much the same since. Yeah. That was supposed to be at UFC 196. So, yeah, to me, he hasn't been the same since. Um, but I, I don't know. I think 
I think he'll come back on this one. I, I'm, I'm gonna pick Dos Anjos. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Neil Magny just to, you know, be different. I, I actually really like Neil Magny. I think he's underrated. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can see that. I just think Dos Anjos is. I, I see him winning on this one. Uh, let's see. The only other match we got Jeremy Stevens fighting Gilbert Melendez. Uh, I'm definitely choosing Gilbert, the hardest hitting man in 145. Who the is that guy? <laughs> I'm definitely choosing him. That was that's probably the the one of the best best bits of a UFC press conference. Yeah, I hope we see. A come to you know a return to form also with Gilbert Melendez. Yeah, that should definitely be a good fight. Um, I, I definitely I'm definitely picking Jeremy to win that knockout. I pick Gilbert because I really like Gilbert and he rocks with my boys, the Diaz brothers. Uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> we got Sarah McMahon fighting. Um, Caitlin Vieira. Next. <laughs> uh, I just I'm like, I'm just intrigued to see Sarah McMahon back. Uh, we got Wilson Race fighting uh, Henry Hedro, Hedro, what? Henry Cejudo. Yeah, him. Uh, I wasn't even going to take that last thing. Uh, <laughs> but I like Wilson Race. Um, I forgot who he just he had a title shot recently, didn't he? Yeah, he lost. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like him too. I think he beats him. I'm, I ever since Cejudo fought Johnson and talked all that crap, and then got like knocked out in the first round. I just I can't I can't deal with that. Yeah, I think Reese is going. I'm going with Reese on this one. What else we got? Oh, we got Ashley Evan Smith on the card versus Sarah Morass. I think Ashley winning laps. Everybody else I don't really care about. Yeah, or no. <laughs> yeah, it's only like three other fights and I don't really care about them or no. Which I don't feel bad about. Um, So we got that. We have uh, Garbrandt and Dillashaw in November. We have Jessica uh, I versus Paige Van Zandt October 7th. That's going to be a good one. Gorgeous looking Paige coming back. Hopefully she doesn't get killed. 125, right? Uh, 216. No, as far as their weight, they're fighting flyweight, aren't they? Oh, yeah, I believe so. That's what she's been at. So, that's definitely a must-see. I definitely will be watching that. Moving on, let's get into a uh, little bit of. Now let's 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 be clear. Matt Madness is the best podcast show for wrestling and otherwise out there. Occasionally, we'll veer off and listen to one or two other shows here and there, but we're always listening to us first. We only listen to Matt Madness. We buy Matt Madness. We eat Matt Madness. We speak Matt Madness. All right, Matt Madness. Sorry, but uh. We had a special episode of Talk is Jericho with the lovely Taya Valkyrie, one of my wrestling bays. And uh, it was definitely an interesting show, just um, being that she's been uh, stripped of the Reina de Reinas. 
title in Triple uh, A, and just kind of her speaking on some of that. Uh, Prep, you, you said you heard it, right? Yeah. What was your take on it? She is really entertaining um, on the podcast. I thought her and Chris Jericho were, you know, spoke really well together. Jericho, knowing her, you know, from when she started, that was awesome to hear as well. Um, how she came up to Chris Jericho asking him how she could be a wrestler. Um, her Spanish is great, too. She got this little accent. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I thought there was a lot of intriguing things that I didn't know about her. Um, one, just her, her uh, having an invite to FCW back in the day and things not working out and from there, her going to Mexico and not really expecting to be there long and uh, getting under the tutelage of uh, Pero Aguayo Jr. And then having to stay in Mexico for five years and just kind of getting down Conan and the rest of the uh, Pero de Mal. Yep, the bad dogs. <laughs> so, um, and my first time I've seen her in AAA, which was confusing because the first, I, I watched Lucha Underground and she... When I watched it, she was with Mundo. So watching Triple A, and she's with Pentagon. I'm like, what? What is? What is going on? Like, what is this bizarre world here? Like, why is she with Pentagon? Like, so just kind of like, which obviously I figured out. Like, all right, like just a switch going on. But uh, just kind of hearing the backstory and all of that, like, just kind of figuring, like, finding out why it made a lot of sense now. So when I watch Triple A now, like the stuff that I watched with her being around Pentagon and all that, it made more sense now. Um, also, just her talking about how she lost uh, her title and her issues with Vampiro. What do you, What do you think about what Vampiro is doing in AAA right now, especially uh, pertaining to her situation? So I don't watch any AAA. I just follow, you know, the the big news that drops for a lot of these promotions because. Let's face it, like doing this show, we already have so much time devoted to keeping up with this one product, you know, that sometimes I have to veer off of wrestling and watch other things. But, um, I mean, he's doing a lot of weird things. I'm not sure if, like, they're working us or he's just putting himself, like, crazy over. But, um, like, didn't he choke slam Johnny Mundo over there? Like this week, I haven't watched anything about it this week. Yeah, I mean at Triple Mania, didn't he choke slam him? Like I'm, I'm confused. I don't know. Is he trying to wrestle again? Like I have no quite idea. But according to what she was saying, she was saying that she, he's doing a lot of questionable things and he's rubbing a lot of wrestlers the wrong way. Um, she. Um, she kind of alluded to like the title getting taken off of her and then kind of being put on Sexy Star and then the thing with Sexy Star happened and that's kind of like karma coming full circle I guess mm-hmm. so which I thought was an intriguing point to make yeah and then they stripped the title off Sexy Star well, yeah, because they stripped it off of her and just based off of what she was saying, um, off what Tyler was saying, the way they stripped it off of her was that, you know, they had Mundo come up to wherever they were and he, they asked uh, him to bring her title with him. They were going to do, like, some promo stuff with it. And then, like, you know, when he came back, you know, 
she's like, hey, where's my title? And they're like, well, he w- they wouldn't let me bring it back with me. Mm-hmm. And then kind of her finding out, like, through a tweet or whatever that she was stripped of the title, which is just, like, super weird and super, like, unprofessional. It's just, like, like, and then not even to have a real explanation why. Like, it was just, like, really, really dumb. Yeah, I... I have no idea what's going on over there. I hope she gets out of that contract because she made it clear on the Jericho interview that if she is a contracted worker, but, um, cause I don't see very, like, I guess everybody who's like attaching themselves to GFW kind of like having a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause I know she's been doing, um, a couple of the live events for impact. Um, which, uh, at this point, and she's given a lot of she's given a lot of praises to, you know, Sasha and Charlotte and uh, Kari Sane and Yoshirai and a lot of the women over that at WWE or that wanted to be at WWE. Um, and honestly, she's one of the people that I put on my list of females who I wanted to see in the Mae Young Classic. Um, so I feel like I would hope at some point that her and Mundo both can go back to the WWE and. They do their thing there. I would rather them over uh, Michael Canellis and Mila <laughs> or whatever her name is, Canellis. Maria. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a big John Morrison fan, so I have no desire to see him. Initially, I wasn't either. But as far as seeing what he's done on Lucha Underground and a lot of Andy stuff, I've become a fan of him. I'm definitely a fan of her. So if he has to come along with her for her to get on. I'm with you. Yeah, I I just don't see him coming back. I feel like he they burned a bridge with him or vice versa. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'm pretty sure that 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 info is out there. Um, I don't see why not. I mean, I feel I don't know. I feel like my my whole thing is if you if you get over in the Indies and you can make your money on Indies, stay there till you're about forty. Then when you you know you're tired of tugging the load yourself, you go to the WWE, you get that check, and then you stay there until you retire. Yep. I feel like that's pretty much the way to go now. Unless you're young and you want to get there early, then whatever. But if you're already doing your thing on the Indies and you're making your money and you're you're you know you're booked and you're over, do that until you get to your forties, and then you go to the WWE and you wrestle your last year there. Period. Yeah, we'll see what's up with him. I mean, they're they need they need more talent, or they need more drawing talent. I don't know if he's that answer, but he sure would help. I mean, he wouldn't hurt on like a on like SmackDown, like that's non consequential. Like he's not going to bother me on there. I think it was on SmackDown initially um, before he left. I think so. Which, I, I mean, obviously, yeah, him going there would make a whole lot of sense. I'm going to SmackDown. He'd definitely fit in there. Um, coming up this weekend, besides the UFC uh, card, we have uh, Russell Circus. This will be the first Russell Circus that I watched. Uh, Russell Circus, Texas versus the world. Proceeds going to uh, those affected by the hurricane in uh, Houston. Um, and shout out to everyone who, who uh, all the, you know, states and um, countries that have been affected by these uh, wave of hurricanes. We're praying for you guys. We care for you guys. Uh, persevere, stay strong, and continue to 
to just uh, show your toughness in this uh, crazy time of weather. Yes. So um, going through this card here, we have uh, Brian Cage, uh, who is about to be a daddy. Yeah, I saw that when when we got on the air. That's crazy. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, I'm not to do it. <laughs> so we got Brian Cage versus Esetre. And I believe that's the main event. And I'm, I haven't watched Ethan Carter III wrestle in a long time, so I, I'm actually excited to see this match. But I've seen Brian Cage wrestle, obviously. Um, I feel like they're going to put on a dope match. Yeah. Alo hates him, but I, I like EC3. Mm, I mean, little, I feel He's like, a little stiff, but whatever. I feel like eventually he'll probably end up at the E some, somehow, too. I just feel like he'll Back fit again? There. Yeah, I feel like he'll fit there. Um, Whenever Impact implodes and falls to the ground, I feel like he'll end up over there. Um, we have the big top tag team championship match, Britt Breaker, and a unchosen opponent versus Ann Helico and Jack Evans. Who takes over for uh, Adam Cole in that spot? Uh, I don't know. Um, I really don't know. But if I had to pick anyone, in my personal opinion, Pentagon Jr. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if he's going to be in Texas that day, why not? I, I, yeah, I missed him sorely at House of Hardcore, so I, I would love to see him at Wrestle Circus. Um, I've I definitely seen a lot of Britt Baker's match. She's definitely dope. Um, so I would definitely like to see Pentagon, uh, even if it's with Britt Baker. I'd love to see that. I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Cole still showed up, though. Yeah, it might be one of those things where the WWE just lets him rock. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, a lot of these other guys, there's a few I have seen, there's a few I haven't, which is why I'm excited because some of them I haven't seen. I've heard their names, but I haven't seen them. This guy in particular, Keith Lee versus Scorpio Sky. Uh, both two great workers. That that match is going to be very good. I've I love Keith Lee. Keith Lee. I've heard his name, haven't seen him wrestle. I haven't, I'm pretty sure I heard Scorpio Sky before, and I haven't seen him wrestle either. Yeah, both very good workers. That's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, we have Sammy Guevara versus Jay White. I heard Jay White before. Um, I've seen him wrestle a few times. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, I can't say I'm a fan because I haven't really seen enough of him. But he's the one I, I know out of these two. Yeah, Jay White, one of the better. I mean, he went to New Japan and he was a young boy per se, but he was already good when he got there. He's been doing good things on Ring of Honor and all those, you know, little indie shows. But um, him and the other guy, they're going to have a pretty good match too. I really like Sammy Guevara. He's someone who I've been hearing about since like 2000, like. 13 and uh he's just finally getting that shine out of the texas scene you know he was from california i believe at first doing a lot of california indie stuff i i believe so and then uh he went to uh now he's doing pwg and wrestle circus and impact it's good to see people like that who i've known about for a long time 
finally succeed. Very sound exciting. Makes me excited. Next, we have the Side Show Championship match Tessa Blanchard versus Kevin Condron. <laughs> Tessa Blanchard, anytime she's on there, I'm, I'm watching. Well, she, uh, who did she win that title? She won that title from, was it Rachel Ellering or was it Deanna Perrazzo that she won it from? I don't remember. I think it might have been, it might have been Rachel that she won that title. I don't know, but. I know they definitely have a match where it's, one, it's them two at a Wrestle Circus, and I I haven't seen that match yet. I think I have it uh, in my YouTube playlist. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see her anytime she wrestles. Um, so I actually want to see the match with her versus her, her boyfriend, Ricochet, as well. I have that queued up somewhere as well. Um, we have... Joey Ryan versus Delilah Doom and Laura Van Ness. <laughs> it was good to see Laura Van Ness at uh, Icons. Full full gimmick. Um, but that was her with the bloody gear on, right? Yeah, yeah. And I like Delilah Doom too. She I was a lot of fun when she jobbed. I wasn't digging that that much. Uh, that's Zack Ryder's girl too. So. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> I just I don't I wasn't feeling the whole bloody woman gimmick. I don't I don't I mean maybe because I don't get it, but I definitely Yeah, that was a TNA like she got left at the altar and has yet to take off her wedding dress or so all her makeup's run. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Uh I'm going with Joey Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Laura Van Ness. Joey on that one. We have uh, Jordan Lennox versus Flip Gordon versus JT Dunn versus Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel. This guy that's hitting hitting the scene pretty hard, too. You're going to hear a lot more about Trey Miguel pretty soon. I've heard of JT Dunn. I've seen some stuff from Flip Gordon. Um, but it's a fatal four-way, so, or at least that's what WWE would call a fatal four-way. So I'm excited to see that. Anything with multiple people, I'm, I'm excited to see. Last but not least, we have Loretto Kid versus Mitchell Wolf 450 versus Bestia 666. Yeah, that's uh, Mr. 450. He's really good, too, as well as uh, the Loretto Kid. I believe he's signed to Impact as well. Did we see him at House Hardcore? Who's it? Who was the young kid that uh, fought with uh, with uh, Petey Williams and uh, Fish? Zach uh, Zachary Wentz. Okay, well, it's not the same guy. Shout that out to kid, him. that kid's a problem. He's gonna be shout great too. Shout out to him. So that's the card for Russell Circus this weekend. I can't wait it to be the first one I watch. Looks like a very good card. Prep definitely has spoken up a lot of people on there, so it definitely makes me excited to watch. Uh, last but not least, man, I, I want to talk to you a little bit of figure talk. That's what I'm here for. A little bit of figure talk. So talk to me, man. What's 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 the most fascinating thing going on right now? Figures for you. What are you into right now? What are you looking for? So. Recently, the new Then Now Forever series has dropped with uh, Seth Rollins in the uh, gray gray and black gear with the WWE title. 
Um, American Alpha, both single pack elites with uh, the NXT titles, the the original NXT tag titles, and then a Miss Elizabeth. So I'm on the hunt for that right now. I hit like four WalMarts yesterday looking for it. Um, they're Walmart exclusive, as well as Mattel Retro Series Two. So I don't know if you remember little Hasbro figures, Donovan. The little plastic, like they had that like same pose and they would have like springs and stuff like that. I love the Hasbro series. I don't have any because uh, they're they're stupid expensive. But um, I'm going to just fill my nostalgia with the uh, WWE Retro Series. And I'm going to start with Series 2, which has The Rock. It has Austin. It has Triple H. But the ones that I'm most excited for are Sting and Kane because the Big Red Machine Kane figures lately have been so great and the Retro Series 2 figure is amazing. I seen a basic of Kane the other day that was super dope. I, I didn't buy it though. Yeah, if I were you, if, if you would have hit me up, I would have told you to scoop that up because I have it. And that's the same series with the basic Bailey with the green tights. If you see that, you have to pick that up. Our buddy X still needs that too. Yeah, uh, it was uh, the, you know, I mean, the throwback cane, the red suit, the half arm, uh, the uh, one arm in and one arm out. So I know where it is. I'm pretty sure I can still go and grab it. It's in a Walgreens. Yeah, I did pick up something yesterday for our good old buddy Pash. I did get him uh, the uh, Elite AJ Styles with the black gear, the most recent one. I just picked that up myself, thanks to you. Almost lost that. Almost lost that on that, but uh, ended up getting that. So that's much props to you for talking me out of uh, talking me out of being cheap. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, the rule is grab every AJ you see. <laughs> so I've only seen one, and I almost lost it, people. But thanks uh, to prep for the pep talk, end up getting it. Um, I've recently uh, more so stepped my game back into buying figures again. Um, kind of started in April. Um, I purchased uh, two Mr. Perfects from the Classic Series um, and uh, a Ruthless Aggression Crispin Wah. Um, then uh, when we went to the Icons again in July, I uh, picked up uh, Ultimate Warrior and the Dean Malenko from the Classic Series as well. And uh, I don't know, the last couple of months, I've just been kicking it up and buying a bunch of uh, of the elite figures that I've seen. So um, definitely been hitting you and, and Eck up a lot about, you know, is this a good buy? Is this not a good buy? Um, and I've gotten a lot of good stuff in that in that, in that period, bit of time. Yeah, the, uh, the two Triple H's that you picked up. Great job. Um, AJ, of course, is always a solid pickup. So you're doing good. And yeah. you're, learn- you're learning from the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I found uh, a Mankind out there in the streets. I found uh, a Finn Balor from SummerSlam with the, uh, the red belt. Yeah, that's a solid figure. I almost bought the ring so I could get the black Finn. Nah, you need that new ring with your boy Bill in there. Nah, I don't want that. 
definitely don't want that. I did pick up that NXT ring. I do have that fin. Yeah, I'm thinking about copying it. Um, also caught the Battle Pack, Triple H, and uh, rolled up. Um, Another I'm solid ha- pickup. Yeah, I'm happy about it, but at the same time, it's like, ah, uh, could that have waited? Uh, you could have, but, you know, that, that pack is actually getting more scarce. Like, I used to see a lot of it. Now I'm seeing less of it. Um, it might just be that the other series dropped with Roman and Rusev and Sasha and Charlotte. But, um, yeah, usually battle packs, they stick around for a good amount of time. But for some reason, I haven't seen that figure as much. Yeah, well, <clears throat> well, I have it now, so I'll keep it. I definitely would like to get the Sasha and Charlotte one. If I see that, I'm definitely um, If you see it out there in the streets, let me know. Um, trying to think, what else did I grab? Oh, I grabbed the... Uh, Austin Aries and uh, several NXT figures, which you definitely schooled me on. Oh, yeah, those NXT figures are must. I love the box on those figures. Yeah, the box is amazing. That's what really made me buy it. I was going to get a uh, Hall of Fame thing, but I was like, the NXT box is just calling. Pause. Yeah, the, uh, that Hall of Fame thing will be around for a little bit, too. Yeah, it's actually on sale. I'm gonna probably end up copying it anyway. I want that in the world. I want that in the King Booker. King Booker. And they're both on sale for like fifteen. So. Yeah, I wonder how long that's gonna last. They're not over here on sale. Yeah, the uh, where where I got the AJ from, they had those on sale. I'm at a Target nearby, so eventually I'll grab it because it doesn't look like many people are grabbing those. Is there anything? Uh, did you follow any of the San Diego Comic Con stuff when uh, it came to figures? No, nah, I um, only thing I've seen like from any Comic Con stuff that I've seen Xavier Woods going hard with the cosplay. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of fire figures dropping. I mean, the Club Elites with the Raw Tag Team titles. The I did fest- see that. The Festival of Friendship is coming out. Like in that. figure form, which is probably the one that I'm most excited for. Uh, the Austin with the purple strap title, mm. as I, well I as the as well as the WrestleMania show. Batista with the uh, WrestleMania 21, the contract and the World Heavyweight Title. Oh man! Yeah, I might have to cop that. I'm definitely copping Austin. I'm definitely gonna have to cop the uh, the first two. I've seen those two. I didn't know about the Austin or the uh, the Batista though. Yeah, I'll link you later on today. TJ Perkins is hitting stores as well. I like, don't know how I feel about that. Well, I need that. It's the first figure with the cruiserweight title. We always grab first in the lines because. Even if you don't like the figure, it's going to go up in value and you'll be able to trade it for something that you want more than that. And we know that Don DiBiase always has his price, so I'll grab that one. <laughs> My man, don't worry. Your boy Virgil's coming out with a figure, too. Uh, on his own? No, and WWE's putting out a Virgil figure. Oh, I'm going to say why. It's like putting out your own shoes in the NBA. But yeah, Don. Anything else you wanted to cover? Nah, man. I think that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? This has been another great episode of The Perfect Edge. Joined by my boy, Preptagon Jr., Josh Aguina. 
Make sure you go and check out Frost Count Anywhere with my boy Russ D'Agostino, Derek McCauley. Make sure you check out the Matt Madness Weekly Show. Make sure you check out any of the unsanctions that are out there. Make sure you just check out anything that the Matt Madness Network drops because this is the network for wrestling. And, uh, Prep, you got any last words, man? And this show was too sweet. Top guys. Out. They don't know why I'm here. This is bigger than me. Yeah, I'm just making it clear. Give me a space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care if they whip or they against. We don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch. My team got it on clinch. If the scene that you ain't green, then we gon' lean at your expense. This angle with has a twist. It's the hill one for a real one. Left lane deals for a real one. And they know the fake from the real ones. You hear that guitar riff? They switch up the stance quick. They think we want Hollywood. You can't understand it. You see who I stand with? My team is outstanding. We came with a plan, but see your plans what you handed. You hear that guitar riff? They switch up the stance quick. They think we want Hollywood. You can't understand it. You see who I stand with? My team is outstanding. We came with a plan, but see your plans what you handed.